Good morning to everybody. But Ezra Hashem, we're up to share number five fifty-five. We're learning today the Rafu Shlema. Dov Bear Ben Kalarut Shetaka Hava Rafu Shlema Psuch Shor Choli Yisrael. Okay, getting back to our inyanim of giving gifts. Basically, we finished the inyanim of giving gifts. I just want to move on uh, to a similar subject, which is still we're still. Um, Working on the various different gazeros um, in reference to Kaisev and Moichek, writing and erasing, whereby Chazal were afraid one might come to write on Shabbos, possibly erase, but in, in general it's more towards the writing um, problem. And that is the Inyanim of transactions. Now, I just want to explain that we're going to try and cover as much as possible um, still in some, some of the various different gazeros that were made in, in conjunction with Kaisev and Moichek, um, but there's quite a few. Different is quite a lot. I don't want to get too bogged down and we don't want to lose track of because of the fact that first we want to Bezrat Hashem try and cover um, a good chunk of the Lamentes Malachas, a good chunk of the 39 Malachas in general. Uh, so we don't want to get too sidetracked, but these are interest, uh, important in Yonim, uh, which do come up on a weekly basis, which we have been talking about, which are under the guidelines and Gezeris of one might come to write on Shabbos. Like we spoke about so far, we had Schar Shabbos, we spoke about um, measuring, weighing and measuring on Shabbos. We spoke about giving gifts. So I want to talk a little bit, it's a tremendous subject, but a little bit about the um, in the issue of transactions on Shabbos, which is basically um, buying and selling on Shabbos. But we're not going to talk about that aspect of it right now. Um, I want to talk about the aspect of making something ownerless, making something hefker on Shabbos. So brings down the Sefer Shabbos home, according to many Paiskim, it is Taka Usr to declare something Hefker, which is basically owner, ownerless on Shabbos. To make something ownerless on Shabbos, officially declare something Hefker on Shabbos, um, should not be done since the formal relinquishment of ownership is tantamount to a transfer of ownership. Again, like we mentioned, in gifts, one is giving, uh, one is transferring ownership from one party to another, um, and that is very similar to buying to, um, Buying and selling, mekachu memker, and in which case it boils down to we're afraid one, chazal we're afraid one might come to write on Shabbos. So the same thing goes by um, giving, making something hefker ownerless, you're transferring ownership even though it's hefker, it's ownerless, you're not really giving it over to anybody else. But so to officially do something like that on Shabbos should not be done. Nevertheless, he does say, he brings down the Shabbos home, one is allowed to throw something out into the street, of course, into an area where it's enclosed by an area. We're not dealing with the question of carrying on Shabbos, throwing something in a place where there, where, where there is no Erev on Shabbos. That's not the issue. We're talking about a place where it's perfectly fine to carry. There's an Erev or whatever the case might be. Um, so just putting something out, throw, making something hefker in such a way, putting it out into the street, for example, um, even though the object automatically becomes hefker by doing it, let's say, uh, whatever the case is, somebody leaves something on the street for whatever reason, that would be fine. Obviously, the most popular case in this would be uh, throwing something into the garbage, uh, you know, when it's outside, in cases whereby one could carry. I'm not talking about mooks right now, but just um, the, the regular garbage. Uh, otherwise, one would never be able to put something into a garbage, even though it's outside, and then, or even though um, it's technically becoming now hefker, it's, it's uh, now ownerless, and you're throwing it out. So, But that still, in this case, would be okay. Uh, the next case he brings down, moreover, in, in the, for the sake of a mitzvah, for example, for something for in, in, a, in a circumstance whereby it's a mitzvah, it would also be permitted, it's allowed, even to formally declare something hefker. 
in the case before purchase putting it out or into the garbage or whatever they're, they're not declaring they're not really doing it it's just throwing it out they're leaving it outside or throwing it out there's no like uh, formal de- declaration type of a thing but in a case of a mitzvah we would be permitted even to formally declare even to mamish say that this thing I'm making it hefker so therefore this comes up taka on Pesach sometimes when Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos it's permitted to nullify one's chametz as we we just had Every so often it does come up uh, when Pesach is, um, Shabbos is Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach falls on Shabbos. It would be allowed to nullify one's chametz and declare, to declare it Hefker. We'll say, what do you mean? How could you declare it Hefker? We're not allowed to make something Hefker relinquish ownership on Shabbos per se. And over here, ownership, as we know, uh, the, we, we still own the chametz on Shabbos. And we, we make and we, we make it now Hefker, we make it now ownerless on Shabbos because Shabbos falls out. So when Shabbos falls out on Erev Pesach, but in case of a mitzvah like this, one would be allowed to do so. So it says the Sefer Lamites Malach is the same thing. However, one may declare Hefker on Shabbos upon any of his belongings for the sake of a mitzvah requirement. So therefore, our famous example, which we said, one who, he brings out an example, of course, one who realizes on Erev Pesach, again, that he did not yet sell the chametz, may abandon ownership by declaring it Hefker on Shabbos. And like we said, we make it Hefker anyways. We say Kol Chamira and so on. It's not a real declaration of making it hefker in such a case, but it will be allowed in a in a in a quay in in a state of mitzvah like so when Erev Pesach when Shabbos falls out on Erev Pesach. Okay, so another type of transaction on Shabbos which is not allowed. Um, this is, again, this is a very large large subject, so we'll just try and touch a little bit on each one uh, and see how it applies. Like this, we'll have an understanding. Need be somebody could go ask if the the uh, issue actually comes up. At least we'll be aware. A lot of people are not aware of many of these in Yanim because there's quite a few of them under the Gezeris of Kaisev one might come to write. So we spoke about Hefker, transferring ownership. Another type of transaction would be to pay back somebody, not as far as money, but let's say somebody, obviously money, we're not, there's no dealing of money on Shabbos, but just simple, uh, I borrowed, somebody borrowed from their neighbor on a Tuesday, for example, 10 eggs um, and uh, whatever, and now they want to give them back the 10 eggs and there's an Erev, they could carry, everything is fine and dandy. Here's, I'm bringing back my 10 eggs. I'm not bringing back 11. Could be a question of ribbis. Well, you're not allowed to add more, but simple. He, uh, he lent him, the per- one person lent another person 10 eggs. Shabbos, they have a little bit more time. I'll take 10 eggs and return the 10 eggs that I borrowed, and I'll do it on Shabbos. I, I, lent, I borrowed them on, on a Tuesday. So he comes and he gives him back the ten eggs. That is not allowed to be done on Shabbos. Um, we'll talk about borrowing separately. First, I want to talk about repaying. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter subject. So real quickly, the uh, so it's brought down like that, Lamaisa in the uh, in the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Shin Zion. in the Ramah actually in in the Ramah in Simon Shin Zion Sif. Uh, Yud Aleph, all the way at the end, says the, tells us the, just like we don't borrow on Shabbos, which we'll talk about a little bit more in detail, but we also don't pay back on Shabbos. Again, we're not talking about money. So brings down the uh, Sefer, the Sefer Shabbos home, just as uh, the Chazal forbade long-term borrowing on Shabbos, so they forbade repaying something that had been borrowed for a long term. Again, like we said, case, just a, an example. I have 10 eggs, I have time, there's an air if I could carry, let me go return it. But that returning itself is not allowed. The prohibition was mo- was motivated by the concern that the lender might erase his written record on on the loan. Uh, good, he lent him ten eggs. I wrote it down on Tuesday. The guy owes me. The person owes me ten eggs, and that's it. Now they come and pay me back the ten eggs because I was afraid one guy might come to erase. What might, might come to erase? Um, 
the uh, the chayiv of ten eggs, and we, we mentioned when we learned the halachas of erasing that that could be a that would be a derisive, just erasing something that somebody owes. Let's say somebody pays back somebody ten dollars, for example, just erasing that uh, on Shabbos would be a derisive. It's a positive effect of of, of mochek erasing. That would be a derisive of mochek. So therefore, Chazal said, don't repay the ten eggs or whatever it might be, even though it's not money. We're afraid he might come to erase and wipe out the fact that the person owes him that item. But he goes weiter, explaining from the Mishabura, actually, but just to read in the English, it's a little bit easier in the Sefer Shabbos home. It would be allowed, however, for a borrower to return an item that he borrowed, that the person borrowed for a long term, for example, these 10 eggs, on a couple of conditions. The Number one, the lender the lender needs it for Shabbos use. In other words, a personal lender to them, they need it for Shabbos. I need, my te- I need those 10 eggs for Shabbos. That's number one. And number two, that the borrower does not say, the one who borrowed it, when they bring it back, they, don't, they shouldn't say, I'm repaying the loan. Here's the 10 eggs you lent me. I'm now repaying you the 10 eggs. You can't say, I'm repaying, I'm paying you back the 10 eggs. That lotion, that, um, that way of saying it is not supposed to be done on Shabbos, but he has to say, I am returning your item to you. I'm returning the item to you, and he gives him back the 10 eggs. So, so that's where he explains again, Beshem the Mishabru over there in that in the Shin Zion. Which again, we're just reading it from the Sefer Shabbos home. It makes it easier in the English section. We could all understand it a little bit better. Um, so Lemaisi says, "Does the Sefer Shabbos home explaining it to us a little bit better?" In a case where the lender needs the item for Shabbos, I lent the guy again. It's just an example, but I lent the, the person ten eggs. I need it for Shabbos. So then Chazal relied upon the usage of the phrase, "I'm returning." I am returning. To say, I'm returning your item, but not to say the word paying, I'm paying you back, even though we're not dealing with money over here, so I'm returning. To serve as a reminder to the lender not to erase the record of the loan on Shabbos, in case they were written down. Good, 10 eggs, I wrote it down in my in my uh, writings or whatever. So since he said the word he's returning, is no, there's no repaying over here. So Chazal said, then we're not afraid, it's a reminder, we're not afraid the person might come to erase um, the debt of 10 eggs. Again, it's just an example, 10 eggs, it could be with anything, not to go and repay on Shabbos, cases of necessity whereby one does need on Shabbos, just to say to use the words returning and not repaying. But it has to be a tzorich Shabbos, a need for Shabbos. Thank you for listening. Atzalach and Bracha Kol Tov.